Get ready to disrupt the status quo and embark on a journey of innovation and greater success. This is Revolutionary Practices for Financial Advisors, the ultimate podcast that will help you take your financial services practice to the next level. Your host, Eric Sussman, is excited to take you on an epic ride alongside esteemed guests. In this trailblazing show, we will unlock the secrets of success used by the best of the best. We'll share invaluable tips and techniques tailored specifically to elevate your practice. From mastering the art of client acquisition and engagement to leveraging the latest technology trends, we'll explore every aspect that can empower you to stand out from the crowd. No more conventional thinking. We'll introduce you to cutting-edge resources and proven strategies that will catapult your business to unprecedented heights. So, get ready to embrace the change and revolutionize your financial services practice. The time is now. The future is here. Welcome to Revolutionary Practices for Financial Advisors. Welcome back to Revolution. We're thrilled to have Mark Del Prior a trailblazer in high quality lead generation and the visionary behind TM Revive and Trademark Global. It's really renowned these companies for their ranking on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list. Well, welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you for having me, Eric. Absolutely. It's great to see you. Let's just jump right into some questions that I I know the audience is going to be very excited to, to hear the answers to. First of all, just, just share with me a little bit about your journey uh, and your experiences in the financial industry and how you got to where you are. Absolutely. So, you know, I started off as an FMO or an IMO, which is, uh, you know, my job was to recruit insurance agents to write life insurance policies, annuities. And um, I learned quickly that, you know, if we can get them good marketing services, and offer them for free that though a lot of agents will start to join and try to close more business. So we would offer free marketing uh, in exchange for them signing up and becoming an agent under our FMO. So I was recruiting about 10 to 12 agents a month and it was going pretty well. So that's kind of how I got started and how I got licensed in life and health back in uh, 2013. And then uh, it's about 10 years ago. And now I also got a couple years back, I got licensed in PNC. So I'm licensed in uh, uh, life and health and PNC. So excellent. Excellent. Tell us, share some innovative resources, uh, some tools that have revolutionized lead gen for insurance agents and financial uh, advisors. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what we've learned over the years with lead generation is, 75%, I would say, are just not good leads, unfortunately. And and I hate to say it because I have a lead generation company, but, you know, we call a spade a spade. We're very transparent. We not only do we do the lead gen, but we offer offer lead generation consulting services to guide agents who may have lead programs, but maybe are confused on, you know, some of the uh, things are doing wrong and how to fix it to make it better and get a better ROI. So, you know, there's a lot of good lead generation programs that are out there, but it's about a matter of the people behind them that are maybe overpromising, you know, and you're not getting exactly what you hoped you were, even though it sounds like a great program. Once you sign up, you're like, this isn't what I hoped it was. So we try to pivot to our clients and say, if you're going to do any kind of lead generation nowadays, because everybody wants to be a lead gen company and overpromise, it's getting very, very tricky from my background. 
you want to work on what's called the paper lead or a paper call model. We specifically like what's the paper call, which means you only pay when you receive a qualified call. Therefore, there's two things that happen there. One, you don't have to pay for the SEO. You don't have to pay for the Facebook ads, the Google ads. You let affiliates do that or companies like us do that. And in exchange, you only pay when you get that live call on the phone. So the first piece is only pay for the qualified call. The second piece is only receive calls that are inbound to the, your office, staff, or to your cell phone. Therefore, if you get a lead, which is we don't recommend, you have to call them back. And a lot of people don't pick up the phone. They don't know, you know what your phone number is, so they don't know who you are. Uh, then you got to text them, which is getting very tricky now with compliance. You have to be 10DL approved to do text messaging unless they've opted in. There's a, and there's this whole FTC fight going back and forth about compliance and TCPA compliance and all that. So we like to have the inbound call coming into our clients because if they're calling you, it's free game. There's no, there is no compliance. They called you. Now they've opted in automatically by calling you. So that's what we focus on for our clients. You know, and it works really, really well. So yeah, it sounds definitely very intriguing. I think that's the hardest part. You know, getting these leads and having to make calls, and they don't answer the phone. And you know, like you said, the texting is tricky. So that that sounds like a great value add. Uh, let me ask you a question: What proven techniques have you found that are really the most effective for generating those high quality leads in your experience? So, in other words, what platforms? Like we've seen Google always as king you know, being the search engines are always primary. Okay. Direct mail is probably right behind that along with like maybe TV ads are really good too. As far as quality and conversions go, when you start going into Facebook and email, you know, it gets a little wonky as we say, and it gets a little, eh, maybe good, maybe not good. It really depends on who's running your ads, what kind of targeting, what does the ad say, you know, and there's a lot of variables, but we have seen the search engines be number one. So a really good testament that's really good too, which is expensive. I don't really recommend it unless you have a big budget for marketing is SEO, right? SEO is great because if you can get people to type in, you know, a uh, financial advisor near me and you're ranking and on the top, now they're coming to you organically. Now you have to pay month over month over month. I mean, we charge pretty inexpensively compared to other companies around 1500 a month for that. But you got to wait for people to come to you and there's no guarantee they're going to come to you. So it's more of like a, a piece of your marketing and it shouldn't be the only thing. And you should have a nice budget if you're going to do that. So. Got it. Got it. No, it all makes sense. Definitely the search engines and yeah, the people being proactive is key. Let me ask you, how do you find the, that you balance the need for like a high volume of leads and maintain the quality? Like, Talk to me, maybe you have a specific success story, but it's all about volume and quality. How do you balance that out? So in my experience, volume and quality do not go in the same sense. <laughs> you know, like I haven't seen anyone that's been able to get high volume and high quality. And if it does happen, it's rare. So I don't want people to have these expectations that it's possible. So what people end up doing, a lot of my clients is they'll have one vendor that can send high quality, but only a certain amount. Mm -hmm. So then they'll go to another vendor and then another vendor and then another vendor. So they, they diversify because only well, one, vendor one can only do maybe 50 leads a day. 
And but let's say that the client needs 500. Well, then you got to go to vendor two. Maybe their quality is really good, and they're doing 50 or 75. So they diversify to different vendors to find the best quality, right? And they don't want them to overextend. They don't want them to say, oh, we could get you double the leads, but they the quality starts to suffer after that. So don't let marketing companies fool you. I mean, affiliates want to make money and that's it's part of business, but you got to be careful because they want to overpromise sometimes and say, we can do double the leads, but they can really only do what they're doing. And then anything above that, the quality starts to lack because maybe they try something else like Facebook or email or text messaging. And the quality is not as good because they've hit their max capacity at their highest quality, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah. What do you use? Like what kind of criteria are, are out there to, to evaluate the different lead sources and how do you determine which ones are, are worth investing in? That's a good question. So there are a couple questions that you can ask. And I'll tell you, like, for example, you should always ask, are you generating these leads internally yourself? Or are you buying these from an affiliate? That's mm -hmm. one question. And people will say, well, I'm buying them from an affiliate. Then you don't really want to work with that person. And the reason is because you don't know who that affiliate is. They're not going to tell you. And you don't know exactly 100% if the affiliate says, well, I'm doing it this kind of ad and this kind of ad. Are they really telling the truth? Or are they just kind of getting by so they can make money? Because you're not directly connected to them. So the first question that you want to ask is that. The second question is, you know, you want to make sure that the company can show you specifically that they are doing it in-house themselves. And they, they can show you the websites and they can show you that they are the owners of those websites. And you kind of go down the path of vetting them out to figure out, do you own that website? If you do, okay, let me see how many visitors are going to that website and if it's legit, you know, because, you know, it's sad to say, but some companies will tell you up and down that they do it in-house themselves, but they really don't. And they know what to say and how to say it. So you can really get fooled. And that's what happens a lot. And that's why people are like, oh, man, I just spent another 5000 this week and I got burned. Yeah, it happens all the time. And me being a licensed life advisor, health advisor and PNC, I have a heart for that kind of stuff. You know, because I don't like to see other agents like get burned the way that uh, some of my other agents got burned when I was at the FMO, you know, which is why I started the marketing company in the first place, because I realized they needed some more transparency in the industry. So, um, yeah, that kind of. No, that's great. This is really helpful. This is this is exciting. You know, there's a lot of new technology happening. You hear all about, you know, artificial intelligence and all that. How are things, new technologies impacting the lead generation strategies? And what do people need to know about that? So right now it's, it's very new, but I would say from lead generation, specifically from a social media perspective, it's phenomenal, right? Uh, stuff like chat GPT, creating social media posts for you, for your company pages or for your personal pages. Mm -hmm. I mean, that'll pump out like a hundred posts, you know, in like a week, you know, you do like 20 a day and now right. you have content to rotate. It's really going to, it's coming to a point in our society, in the, in the world that we have access to too much data <laughs> and we have access to too many options where it's overwhelming to figure out what really like take a step back and say, okay, I have a lot of options. Everything sounds pretty good. But what's really working? 
That's where we sit in places. We step in as a consultant and say, I know this sounds great. And I know you like that. And then you get excited about it. But I'm going to tell you, you got to be careful because of ABC. And you may not know that because you haven't done it yet. But you know, you can learn from my experience from other clients that you probably shouldn't do that. This and this are going to be your best options, even though you got like 10 other things. So it's all about focus and really getting a consultant or somebody that knows, you know, it's always like success leaves clues kind of thing. Right. And realizing that somebody's been there and done it already and they can kind of expedite it for me instead of me having to waste all this money to figure it out myself. Yep, exactly. And uh, we we do a lot of lead generation and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to you offline about some things. But uh, I, I, everything you're saying is right on track. And I can tell all the listeners out there that you're definitely the real deal. You, you, you know what you're talking about. Thank you. Uh, speaking of that, uh, tell me about a success story. Like t- talk to me about like a client, one that stands out that you really helped. Okay. So this is going to be funny because I actually really helped a, a potential client that did not become a client. That was my biggest success story and usually are. And I'll tell you why. My goal is to really find out if I can help you or not. So I'm going to lay out all the options after listening to what your your needs are. And I'm going to lay out options that will make me money, but I will also lay out options that will not make me money. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to decide what's best for you in your situation. And what that ultimately leads to, and I'll give you the story now, is people saying, you know what, I love the open honesty and transparency. I'm going to go with the option that you recommended where you're going to make money, or I got to go with this other option because I know it's best for me. And here's the example. So I had a company call me and they were like, listen, we want to buy leads from you. I'm like, okay, great. What kind of leads? I'm like, tell me about your situation. What's going on? Why do you need leads? Well, we want Medicare Advantage leads. Okay. We want to focus in Southern California. Okay. So they're starting to get narrower and narrower. We want to focus on, you know, certain demographics like, you know, the Asian market and the Latino market. Okay. So now their funnel is getting even more narrow. And um, what else did they say? It just kept funneling down who their actual target market was. So I asked them, I said, let's take a step back for a sec. I was talking to the VP of the company. I go, I think you might have already saturated your market, but let's talk a little further. And I said, what are you currently doing for marketing? Because I wanted to know, like, are you doing everything or are you just doing one thing? Because maybe I can help you add things. They said, we're doing billboards. We're doing TV ads. We're doing Facebook ads. We're doing Google. I'm like, you're doing it all right. I said, you don't need me. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, listen, as much as I would love to have you as a client, you know, my other hat on, which is my consulting hat, And I said, you really need to realize how much of the market did you really saturate? For example, if you're targeting just Southern California, just those particular demographics and people, you're only going to get a certain handful of those people. You're only going to get, let's just say if it's the Asian market, not all 100% of that market in Southern California that are Asian uh, are going to want to be with you as a client. They're going to pick other avenues. Do you know you probably grabbed as much as you could of that mar- of that particular market? And then the Latino market, they may not want to work with your company. You may have gotten your portion size of your market. He's like, oh, I never thought of it that way. I said, so you need to 
keep everything you're doing, which is perfect. You're doing everything right, but you've already, you've gotten everything. You squeezed the lemon dry in your Southern Cal region. You need to move to other regions and keep doing what you're doing in those regions. I'm like, you got the whole concept proven, right? Everything's working, but now you got to open up to other regions. Well, we, we can't do that. I said, why not? He goes, well, we need licensed reps. He goes, and they're not all around where we need. I said, you can get virtual licensed reps, can't you? That just have a non-residence license. He's like, oh, I didn't think about that. So I started to open up their minds. Now, I didn't get that sale, right? But the idea was is to help them. And sometimes it'll come in my favor, and sometimes it goes in their favor. And in this instance, they were educated enough and smart enough to say, we don't need any more help from you because in this 30-minute conversation, you gave us everything we know. We know what we have to do. Some people may say, this sounds excellent. I don't have anyone to put this in motion. We want to hire you to do it for us. So they could have went either way. They could have went either way. But that was a really good success story where I didn't make money, but I still really helped the client, you know? Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, What are some pros and cons that you think about some of the lead gen programs that are out there? What are some good things? What are some some negative things? Okay. So some of the pros are, uh, you know, there are a lot of companies trying to do the right thing. There are. The cons are trying to find those companies. It's very hard to know who's telling the truth, who's not, unless you know the questions to ask and how to vet them out properly, which I've seen a lot of clients be able to do. So that's one thing. Another pro is, you know, there's a lot of data online that if you know the places to go and research, which is tricky, but you can find out what's really working, what's really not working, you know? So the cons to that is there's so much data online how do you really uncover what's what's really right, what's really wrong? So lead gen is very necessary for companies to grow properly and rapidly, but it's also very tricky because if you don't pick the right companies and, and get supported the right way, it can really cost a lot of money and, and decrease your overall net profit, which is not what we want, you know? So, yeah. Very cool. What kind of techniques have you used uh, at TM Revive to enhance ROI in in lead gen? And how can these be applied to financial advisors? Sure. So um, I'll give you one really good one. I'm in the B&I group locally because I left left just networking locally and helping other business owners and trying to get some local business too. And one idea came to my mind, which is, and this is a gem. If people stayed on this long, they're going to be blessed with this. So <laughs> LinkedIn, get a sales navigator account for LinkedIn, sales navigator specifically, because there's a bunch of different LinkedIn premium accounts. So that's like $90 a month. And you can go month to month. Don't, don't pay annually. Once you get the account, go to the sales navigator and start filtering for leads of people in your state or whatever state you cover. And specifically leads of people who recently started a new job or who recently left a job. Because if they recently started a new job and it was a bigger corporation or they recently left a job, they more than likely have a 401k that they may have to roll over either into the new job or they may want to roll it into a for, uh, an annuity or something like that. So that's a really big point. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me like the role of building strong client relationships and and successful lead generation, perhaps an example of of your own experience, maybe. So I have a client that's um, 
you know, to build rapport, especially in telesales and lead gen, you either have to be local to people, you know, they call it belly to belly, right? Kitchen table type of sales, which is not the best way if you're trying to make a lot of money, in my, my opinion, or you do telesales, which is why I have a lot of clients that do that. Telesales means you don't really meet with people face to face. Everything's over the phone, Zoom calls like this, and you close the deals, right? Yeah. So essentially what's happening is my client, because they're telesales and people don't really know, you have to have a really good presence online. Now, my client particularly is, is, is rated in Forbes magazine. Um, she's um, She has a book that she wrote about IULs and life insurance. Um, you know, and the list goes on of all, and she, you know, she had one of the fastest growing companies in her local region, you know? So when you start to talk to people and then they can't come to your office because they're in the next state over, but you start telling them, Hey, look me up online, do your due diligence, look at everything I've accomplished. I wouldn't have gotten there if I haven't done some successful things for my clients, right? This is why you should work with me. My, my my point is, is try to get those reputation online, right? As much as you can, wherever you can. It doesn't have to be something big and bold, and but anything you can get to show people like, yeah, I've been here, I've done this, I've done that. And you can say, go online and take a look. Here's a link. I'll send you a link so you can read the article. You know, so PR is essentially is very, very big in today's world because so many people are not trusting Right. When it comes to working with a professional mm-hmm. and if you want to build a rapport with them, they have to you have to give them a reason to trust you. So yeah. that's one good reason. Yeah. So so basically what you're saying is if you're going to do virtual sales, which is really up and coming or is already here, frankly, and so much more efficient, you better make sure you've got a good online brand. You want to have you know your, your LinkedIn company page, you know, which is for business. Even if you go to the extent of a Facebook company page, which is great because a lot of people are on Facebook, especially the older generation that may be looking to retire, the baby boomers, and they may be looking to retire and they're always on Facebook. So they may be easy for them to go find your company page there, you know, and then you want to have posts going out through their educational stuff to educating people on what you offer and how it's beneficial. Um because when you they start to talk to you on telesales, they're going to be like, okay, well, I see you, but what else do I know? Great. Well, go check out a LinkedIn page. Go check out a Facebook page. We have a whole presence online, you know, and, and it really makes them feel a little bit more comfortable about, about who they're working with. Excellent. Well, um, this has been wonderful. I, I do want to, to, to ask you to, to, you have so many great words of wisdom, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that listen that might benefit from uh, your services. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So to get in touch with me is um, our website probably is good. It's uh, T as in Tom, M as in Mark, revive.com. Or you can call us at 267-714-8484. Excellent. Well, it's been great, Mark. Uh, Looking forward to continuing the conversation offline and uh, have a great day. Thank you. Same here. A pure pleasure. Thank you for being part of our community of forward-thinking financial advisors on Revolutionary Practices for Financial Advisors. We hope you've gained valuable insights from our exceptional guests and Eric Sussman's expertise. As you continue your journey to take your financial services practice to the next level, 
we encourage you to stay curious, adaptable, and always open to innovation. The revolution has just begun, and we're excited to have you on board. Stay tuned for more game-changing episodes, and until next time, keep pushing the boundaries and revolutionizing your practices.